Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky, and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That Podcast. This is going to be episode 20, and per usual, <laughs> I don't have a name for this episode yet, so as we go along and my creative juices continue to flow, I guess by the end of this episode, I will have a working title for the episode. All right, I will have one, but we on episode 20. And I just want to say thank you for your continued support for the people who have been there since day one. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, thank you. I hope that you know I supply you with your pop culture news and our talks at the end of the episode is what I like to do. So I hope you're here to stay and continue to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you get your podcast, subscribe to your girl and be sure to follow me at So There's That Pod on Instagram and at Keep the Kentucky on Facebook to get more information on upcoming episodes. Right now I'm doing black history segments every day of February. You're going to get this blackity black blackness. All right, cool. So just make sure, you know, you can follow me there on those platforms. Um, and you can also send listener letters and ads for your business, small scripts and stuff like that. So I can read them off on the show to help promote small business, black owned, veteran, women owned. I'm here for y'all. I'm not nobody, but somebody out there might want soaps or t-shirts or um, food, cake, services, retail. You know, I got friends in different area codes, you know what I'm saying? Um, from being a veteran uh, and an active service member. Um, so, you know, I might be, I, I might have somebody send stuff to me where it's accessible to you. So in order to do that, send your scripts and your listener letters over to so there's that podcast at gmail.com. So do that. All right. What a long week of highs and lows. I think I want to say highs, but I really can't. I don't want to, you know, Debbie down y'all, <laughs> but it just seemed like a lot of lows this week. <laughs> um, it's just crazy for me. Work was crazy. Um, the, for the time frame that I got to go to work this week and it wasn't even on any skating shit. It's, um, the child development center that, uh, my kids go to, you know, my babies kept fucking having issues this week. And so I kept getting called out of office. So shout out to my coworkers for just not, you know, making me feel bad about this whole situation. There's a lot of us that are going through this issue right now that I work with um, because we all take our kids to the same facility and they're having issues right now that I feel like, you know, y'all could be fixing this shit. And, 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 Essentially, we have to suffer because we have to go to the people that we work for and ask for time off and we're needed in meetings and for training and all sorts of stuff. And everything has to halt because it seemingly they're not taking care of inspectable type items, you know, plumbing, air, heat, shit like that. Just basic shit that probably needs to be checked once a quarter, real, real good and thorough. Um, so that we don't have these issues where we're out picking up our kids like three times a week and no bullshit. That's exactly what I went through this week. If it wasn't a half day, I was home all day with, um, my, both of my babies, a two year old and almost six month old. So it was just ridiculous working from home, trying to ensure that I have enough face time amongst the people that I do work with. And then also trying to make sure that they know exactly what's going on because, you know, you know, you, you want to think that people really understand where you're coming from. Um, when you are, uh, someone who has kids in the workplace and then stuff happens with them. You want to believe that they are uh, sympathetic of what you're going through, but in real life, you're taking out a manpower in the back of your head. You're like, fuck. I don't get to be at work this week. And, uh, and people look at that shit. I think I've bitched about this before, but how people look at uh, like maternity leave and shit like that as a fucking break. And I wish, <laughs> I wish it was a break, but it's not a fucking break. Anytime I have to be home specifically with my two-year-old love him to death, um, it is a full-time job. Uh He's just everywhere. He's curious. He's rambunctious. He loves to eat 
all day, every day. And unfortunately, that's like the only thing that keeps him calm. So I'm giving snack out of snack, you know, in order for me to, <laughs> to work from home and be able to still meet the intentions of the day as far as my work is um, concerned. But really, you know, shout out to the people that I work with or work for really because um, they are being very understanding with that shit. So my work week was... What did I get done? The stuff that I was able to accomplish within the week, um, you know, um, I really can't speak towards because I spent a lot of it more on the mommy side and that's fine. But when you pay a hell of dollars to the people supposed to be watching kids, all I'm telling y'all is for the 15th of February, uh, <laughs> we should be balling because I should get a lot of money back. Um, or a lot of money that's not going to be the withdrew next paycheck because um, a whole fucking week, basically, <laughs> I had to watch my own kids and take off time for work. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the pedicure and the manicure that I'm going to be getting um, from them not taking that money away. So I'm looking forward to that. But I hope you guys had a less stressful and more um, streamlined fucking week and uh, there wasn't any craziness going on. I'm hoping that happened for you guys this week. Um, also, it was the close of January this week. So did we, did we, all of our goals, did we meet them? What's up? I feel like I did. I feel like my one goal for, two goals for January was um, to be as sugarless as possible. I started a keto diet last month on January 7th. And uh, because that's when I got back from leave, because who is going to diet on Christmas and New Year's Eve break? (laughs) Not me. I wasn't doing it. So when I got back here, I got settled in with grocery shopping, came back, bought the shit for the keto. Shout out to my friend Gia for providing a very Barney style type guide um, that if you follow her at to and fro on Instagram, um, you can, um, she will provide information so that you can purchase this streamlined guide as well in order to figure out keto because it's kind of difficult um, even when you're getting like the baseline information about it. Um, it kind of broke everything down for me to understand it. I think I'm down like 10 pounds this month. I was hoping to be a little bit more, but you know, we have our times and I'm still kind of learning even with the guide. I am, um, you know, still adjusting, still trying to find out what a fucking micro is, a macro, what a fucking um, but I did lose some weight this month and I'm excited about that. I ran, I went to the gym more often. I was consistent with my podcast. Uh, so one out of 12 months so far, um, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I hope that I just keep pushing forward and uh, setting these small goals for myself. I wrote every week with the exception to this past week. So what I said I was going to do is I'm going to write extra tomorrow um, because I didn't get time to sit down and write like I wanted to. I have a writing prompt book and I have a list book and it just gets my creative juices flowing. I feel like um, when I joined the military, a lot of who I was creatively kind of died. It stayed in Kentucky and uh, the, the girl who I was in Kentucky, the short story girl, the poem girl, the character creator person that I was um, stayed there when I went off to do all these things that require routine and uh, regulation and all these straightforward things that's completely opposite of what a Pisces (laughs) really likes. But um, it was something I had to do in order to, you know, this is my stepping stool. This is my stepping stone, as you were. And uh, I, I just planned on using the Marine Corps for all it has. And uh, I am, and I shall be, I shall continue. But I also didn't want to lose who I was as a person. So um, I'm definitely remembering who I was, remembering Keith of Kentucky, essentially. And uh, I've been enjoying that. So that's what I've been doing all January is trying to get back to me, trying to get back to that girl that was back home in Louisville, uh, somebody that's close to skinny, not super skinny, <laughs> somebody that was creatively sound and um, somebody that was consistent. And I feel like I could go check, check, check. I did that. We're going to keep on doing that. My birthday's this month. It's going to be my 31. 
Um, I turned 30 last year. It wasn't a big deal, but I was like, I'm really jumping in there now <laughs> and it's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, I just never thought I like, sometimes I look back, I, like I'm talking to my friend Will or somebody and we just talk about like, wow, we're 30 now. And, and for some people it's like, girl, that's still young. It is, but I'm also 30 and I'm also a wife and I also have three kids and I also have a fairly successful career for what I would say. And, uh, I just, I feel like I was just a kid uh, not too long ago. And here I am. I'm here. I'm still standing strong. It's crazy to look back on. But that was my work week. As always, we're going to kick off with a few stories and then we're going to talk a little bit at the end. So stay tuned for, so there's that pop culture news. All right, y'all, we're back with, so there's that pop culture news. And it was a lot of shitty things that happened this week. But I'm going to consolidate that. I'm going to give y'all some of my thoughts and opinions. The first person I want to talk about this week is the game. And I know when we think about the game, we think about the show that BET ruined. Um, But unfortunately, we're not going to get into that. (laughs) I know there's a lot of bullet points that I could go through in talking about that show and that situation and what went down there. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the the rapper. We're talking about I hated, I love it. Cause I'm gonna shine. Go in an MVP. I'm rapping MVP, and I ain't going nowhere. So you should get to know me. That nigga. I think that's one of his better known songs. I think that this is how we do. Which is my father-in-law's favorite song. Which says a lot about the time frame that we're talking about here. I don't think we've had any really popular songs from the game here lately. I want him to focus. I want him to get it together. I think he doesn't have his brain on straight right now. The juices ain't flowing. He's got some things to do and he's got some stunts to pull. Um, Before I talk about that, I want to know, are y'all even listening to the game? Um, Because mm, just like I said, it's been a while and I'm not sure. Anyways, I'm here to give y'all the news. So for the 11 of y'all who care, all right. He's coming out with a new album and he's just out here giving us super head vibes. And he's giving her a run for her money because he's got all these name drops. And I remember when Superhead did her book and she name dropped all these niggas that she had fucked around with. Well, the game is doing that um, in the form of an album and songs. <laughs> it seems. I don't know. He's name dra- dropped Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner so far. And now he's coming for K. Michelle and Sant- Santana of Love and Hip Hop fame. And I just, I don't know. I don't know what he's going through. And I don't know why he feels the need to come after women so harshly and explicitly in his music. Um, but I, I just think he needs, I need, he needs more cowbells. So I don't know. He needs something like, cause nigga, we don't care. Like when's the last time that we really threw on a, the game track and was like, oh, that shit's a bop. A very long time for me. Like I said, this is how we do. And then when we up in the club, that's, that's, that was my shit. And I think that was a good 2004 bop. Was that 2004? Maybe not sure. More than a decade ago though. I tell you that I did. I just ain't been checking for the game like that, but you sound hurt and the people want to know, well, yeah, the people, cause not me. People want to know, why you can't keep your mouth closed about your sexual encounters and your partners? Allegedly, because who knows if this is even true. It could all be lies. It could be fraud. It could be fabrication. But if, if it's true, sisters, we've got to be, we got to be careful. We've seen the pictures and although fairly enticing, we got to, we got to reconsider. We got to think about this. Is it worth the public humilia- humiliation and the straight violation to what you do behind closed doors. I think y'all deserve better. Not me, because I ain't checking for him like that. But y'all deserve better. Plus, when they got her boasting about possibly being with um, Kylie Jenner. And when she was underage, like the shit that he was referencing was talking about some bowl of Frosted Flakes. And the, the Instagram detectives went on there and looked. And it was a few years ago and back when she was a child and shit. But we know from the history, we know Chris Jenner don't really be giving a shit. <laughs> she was out here with Tiger when she was 16 and he was 25. So 
is it true? Maybe it could be. I don't know. But the the, the game for somebody who talking about niggas that's clout chasing or people like using that term these days. He he seems like he is. He's riding the clout chasing wave right now because who the fuck cares? These these women that you're talking about are wiped up, booed up, and moved on with their life and had children. And uh, this is something in 2019 that you felt like you had to address. You had to let the people know that you once upon a time had smashed these women. And why? Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Oh, God. These women probably talk about you in a fucking group chat somewhere. It's not that deep to be telling publications and and putting it on wax. It just ain't. I, I the audacity of the game. Like, I wish you would just link with Fifty Cent and give us the Hate of the Love a remix, a remix, remix, and I think it was a remix already. Just give us the fucking 2019 version. I really fucked with that song. It was a great song. It was a bop. I don't see you doing nothing else except for fucking picking on people. And I don't know why the fuck you want to even talk about uh, being with Kylie Jenner, you fucking gross perv. It's like the move to be a pervy fucking pedo these days. It's okay to like talk about shit like that. Who the, what, what the fucking, the dishonor. I'm over it. Anyways, I'm over the game. I wish you would shut your mouth. <laughs> Moving on. Small rant. My bad, Anyways, the the Rent musical came on, and I just happen to be a huge fan of Rent. It's on my bucket list one of these days when they start touring again. It's a Broadway musical, by the way, for those not privy to what Rent is. It's your life. But if you aren't, um, yes, Rent, they did a live bunny ears on that. Live uh, rendition of Rent. It was starring Tanache. I'm not going to mess up. I'm not going to boo up her name because she's got enough drama for the week. Um, Mario of um, You Should Let Me Love. I know y'all hate me for giving y'all songs, but that's kind of my way of identifying people because I'm like, he's a black dude. He got big nostrils. You know, I want to know your name and I want to know if you got him. That nigga. Him. And then Valentina who played Angel um, and Valentina is a drag queen who I've been following for a little bit uh, since her appearance on RuPaul's Drag Race. So I was excited to see her. She was on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race this season, actually on the All-Star season. And uh, although very delusional, Valentina is one beat as fuck. Okay. Fishy as fuck. Fishy is what the queens call, you know, you look just like a woman. Um, she looks dead ass like a woman without, you know, she has cartoonish, cartoonish effects to her makeup. Um, but the whole element from top to bottom, the way she pads herself, the way uh, she smiles, she has a beautiful smile, the hair, everything. She's gorgeous. And um, so I was very proud of watching those three in particular do a live show. A lot of people gave them heat, um, apparently. It was uh, the lowest uh, rated musical because they've done Grease so far. I think they've done the they've done the Wiz, which was great. It was outstanding. It had Queen Latifah and Mary J. Blige in that one, and Neo and a few others. That was a great one. And uh, but this one was one of the lower rated. And I'm gonna say, I guess my opinion as to why I think so. One, um, the SAG Awards were on um, the Screen Actors Guild Awards and Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's a choice. That is a choice. Because bl- trust me, <laughs> Sunday night, I was like, ooh, I kind of want to see what's going on there in Tokyo causing drama. And uh, I need to know if Eva's out here killing the game. Eva left off last week. Her grandfather had a massive stroke or heart attack or something like that. And I kind of need to know, but thank God for um, recording, being able to record shows. So I end up recording Real Housewives of Atlanta. And then I end up watching a little bit of Rent because a nigga got a bedtime. You heard me? And it was a Sunday night. Uh, so from what I watched, I really enjoyed it. Apparently one of the actors um, who played hmm, 
one of the main characters, <laughs> I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. And I'm a person who loves rent, but I, for some odd reason, it's not coming up. Well, he injured himself the night prior and broke his leg. So he was unable to actually um, do the show, the live version, which ended up tweaking how us, the audience, got to see rent. So it wasn't really live until the very end. Uh, the end was beautiful. Like I said, you had to be one of those people that watch musicals, which is another thing. Grease is more integrated into pop culture. Uh, anybody could watch Grease and love Grease from all different walks of life. People just fuck with Grease. And then you have The Wiz, and The Wiz was really important for the Black community. So all of us was going to stop what we was doing and watch and tune into The Wiz. Now, with Rent, it just has a lot of different elements that are still a little bit taboo, even though they shouldn't be. Um, there are several homosexual relationships that are in Rent. Uh, there are big talks of AIDS, um, which... Um, has become more accepted over time, both of those subjects. But nevertheless, there are some people that are just not going to tune in just because of those elements. Um, and it's a very diverse cast uh, in comparison to Rent, I mean, to Grease and The Wiz, which is, you have Grease, which is kind of more towards your Caucasian audience. And then you have The Wiz, which is obviously the black reboot of Wizard of Oz. Um, you kind of have those target audiences to pick from. And um, there is an extreme minority when it comes to rent because you have gays, lesbians, trans, drag queens. Then you have blacks and then you have whites, but they're gay and they have AIDS. And it's a lot of different elements that some people are still a little bit afraid to um jump on board with. So I could see where the low ratings came from, although I thought we were a little bit further. I'll get into that. I just felt like mm, I thought we was getting somewhere. Um, but also people might have been disappointed. It's a highly, um, uh, people really give a fuck about Rent. The musical heads really do. And and I think a lot of it was backlash against who they selected for their, their main cast. Uh, I know I heard a lot of stuff about Tanache being selected to play Mimi, one of the main characters. But, but Tanache killed it. She did a really good job. And it takes a lot of training. Um, I wish they would have had just a little bit more time to train um, and to prepare for that main live stage. But um, for what it's worth... Between um, Tanache, Mario, and Valentina, y'all did really good for being seemingly, um, from what I know about their history, the first time of them doing a live stage act like that. I fucked with Rent. I loved it. I think it's a coming of age story. I think it's a story about just real unconditional love and adversity and, uh, you know, finding yourself as well as um, just love in general. I don't know. I just love rent. I'm I'm just out here. What's the time? Well, it's got to be close to midnight. That's my shit. <laughs> Look, my husband's like, it's shit's on again. I'm like, hell yeah, it's on again. 525600 But there I go again. I'm sorry. And now I'm for a speed round of other news that you might care about but i don't we'll be back after this all right y'all we're gonna do a speed round of news stories that maybe you care about but i don't but i'm here to report i'm here to deliver and the first one is gonna be takashi hey takashi how you doing is you doing okay are they looking after you have you dyed your hair yet i need to know what you doing is you in jail with rainbow colored hair? All right now. Cool. Anyways, Takashi is for sure going to jail now. He's already in jail, but he's going to be there for a minute. He pled guilty to nine counts, nine federal counts, and faces 49 years or 47 years in prison. And in the words of Takashi, 6ix9ine himself, stupid. <laughs> Next story, Ariana Grande. Girl, what you doing? She got a tattoo this weekend and with all this money still couldn't manage to get a translator to ensure that the damn meaning matched up. On the palm of her hand now reads barbecue grill, barbecue, and in Japanese, although it was supposed to read 
Seven Rings as a tribute to her latest single, number one, by the way. Money can buy sense, but it definitely can't buy a translator. Damn. Another new story. Boy Scouts are now um, allowing girls to be Boy Scouts now, too. Look, oh God, I don't offend nobody. Let me get my words straight real quick. Um, but I mean, I just was, I know I'm on keto and keto is really, you know, we're not supposed to eat a lot of sweets, but from back in my old past life, I remember when I used to walk out of the Kroger's, Pondy, Walmart, bitch, Pondy, Target, the Ross, the Bed Bath & Beyond. There were some little girls posted up. They look real cute. Um, I don't know if they're required to wear skirts or not. Maybe that's the issue. Not sure, but they had these delicious motherfucking cookies, dog. My favorite ones. What do they name them now? Because Samoans were not politically correct. But those joints, delicious. Y'all heard me? I want some right now. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to eat on my cheat day because February 27th in the year of our Lord, 2019, I'm finna flip. I'm about to have all the motherfucking chocolate ice cream. It's going to be a bad day for you, girl, but I'm going to uh, enjoy myself. And I might just give me a package of uh, Samoans, Taglons, fucking uh, Thin Mints, bitch. Um, So basically, my conclusion of that is why we need to be on the Boy Scouts if we got Girl Scouts. Like, if you identify as a girl, because, you know, I understand. I'm with the wave. I get it. I understand where you're coming from. But if you identify as a girl or as a woman, why can't we just be, why can't we sell cookies out here in these streets? Do we need to implement, like, new different type of training for Girl Scouts? Y'all ain't out here trying to sell fucking cookies. Now, I don't know what the curriculum has to do with in order to be a Girl Scout. Maybe they trying to get out here in these woods and build fires and shit like that. But that's all. That's just a uh, that's a, a training change. That's a change to the curriculum. All you got to throw is uh, throw that in the letter of instruction. That's all we got to do. We don't got to be in the Boy Scouts. Why we want to be in the Boys Club? And and you know, being a Marine myself, it's just like ill. Like I don't got to be chasing after these dudes. I could do me and be a woman. All right, I'd be a woman. You're gonna get into this makeup and my lip gloss is popping and I'm going to do me. I don't need to be chasing behind anything you could do. I could do. I know what the fuck I could do. You know what I'm saying? I could be a girl scout and I could still be more badass than a, a boy scout. Period. <laughs> what y'all say? Period. <laughs> but I read that new story and it was like, yeah, now girls are allowed in boy scouts. And I'm like, nigga, we got girl scouts. Like, I don't see the issue unless it's like, if it's an identification issue, if you identify, if a little girl identifies as a boy, I can get it. I understand that's big moves. That's huge. I don't understand. I don't understand the integration. Some things, some things can be separate. God damn. Why can't we just ask the shit? <laughs> Y'all see me going on a tangent. This was supposed to be a short news uh, story, but I was just so confused. I was like, for real? Really? That's what we're doing? <sighs> Okay, I mean, fine. But anyways, that's, uh, we're doing it. We're out here joining Boy Scouts, girls. <laughs> it's real. It's, it's happening for us. You go, girls. I guess. Anyways, next story. Black China and Bow Wilden got in some shit this week. Uh, I guess Rob was supposed to drop Baby Dream off to Black China and she was up in the Hawaii's chilling with yet another fucking young 1990s-ish rapper. Um, by the name of Kid Boo, and uh, she ended up in the back in the arms of young NBA boy. Whatever, fuck, I don't know what these niggas sing. I don't, I can tell you nothing about these niggas. I'm sorry. All I know is that Black China really out here. She chasing any nigga with a formula still just lingering slightly off their breath. And I don't know why she's doing it. I don't know if they're easy to trick. I don't know what the fuck going on. Um, all I know is uh, Shade Room slash The Neighborhood Talk. These niggas is beefing. Y'all know they're two internet blogs. I follow both of them niggas now. Um, but, you know, The Neighborhood Talk be biased. They be trying to post shit about Nicki Minaj. I don't be giving shit about Nicki Minaj. But anyways, back to Black China. She was in Hawaii with the dude. She was supposed to be picking up the kid. The kid wasn't yeah, important. She had to go chase after these niggas. So um, they were supposed to videos of them humping and being very wildly inappropriate and gross. Okay. 
for just uh, I just wish Black China and her diaper booty would get it together. Like what? A, what if what? I thought we got that fixed. I thought that was the reason why we um we was getting together with Rob. Like I was so behind this whole Rob Kardashian Jenner you know takeover thing that she was going for, and then you know Coochie couldn't stay tight enough to you know complete the plan of attack. I was mad about it. You know, I got over it. I think Rob deserves better. If he wants to go after Alexa Sky, so be it. Um, I hear that was something that was going on. I didn't report it because, like I said, it's this news you care about. I don't give a shit about this. Um, but she was with him, and then they end up getting to a scuffle. All right? the uh, uh, A scallywop. However, I don't know what you call it. They got into it. And the nigga cussed her out in Spanish on the Instagram Live. And uh, sent her ass backpacking back to the, uh, you know, to, you know, main side out here in the streets. I don't know. And then Bow Wow, you know, he got into it with his ex-girl um, that goes by, what's her name? Kiyomi Leslie? Her, her real government name is Leslie Some Why can't we, why can't we, what? you got a regular ass black name. What's the, you're not Asian, boo. Are you Asian? Why you got to sound like you foreign, exotic or some shit? Keep your God-given name. Nobody didn't ask you for all that extra syllables and shit like that in your damn name. Your name is Leslie beloved your name is leslie either way her and shad moss got into it and um uh i'm currently doing a uh care package for bow wow i'm not making fun because if it would have been opposite i'm being i'm being very clear right now if you would beat that girl ass, we would all been trying to find, oh, Bow Wow's canceled, blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm here to report because all the news outlets, and I'm going to point the finger at most black media outlets, are trying to uh, depict Bow Wow. I don't even fuck with the nigga like that. But uh, they're trying to depict him as if he is a woman beater. And from with the news reports, you got to dig deep beyond the caption now. When y'all clicking on this shit, before y'all share it. And, and start canceling niggas. Um, both of them were arrested. And I'm very much under the thing of if uh, if a woman initiates a fight and you won't stop, then a nigga has a right to defend themselves. And I'm not saying that they will beat the girl's ass to a bloody pulp. I think a man should know their strength. If you know that you could kick that girl ass, then you don't need to do too much to get yourself out of that situation. If it comes to blows, because sometimes shit come to blows. Sometimes you just can't back up because we know we done seen videos of women running up on it. They keep slapping. I ain't seen it. And as a, a mother of sons, I just, I can't get down with the, oh, walk away. You're bigger than that. You're bigger than her. You can't do that. I'm not condoning men hitting women women by any means i'm saying in, in the case that a woman initiates the shit you just got a one solid pop you don't gotta beat it down just one solid pop a good shake um this isn't it might be needed i don't know but either way bow wow looked like he um he did his best all right he he looked like from the photo <laughs> i'm not trying to lie like I said, if it was the other way around and we saw her mug, mug shot, they both got arrested, all right, for uh, misdemeanor battery or simple assault or something like this. And it, I'm looking at both of their pictures and Bow Wow look ran the fuck through. Simple as that. That's all I got. She looks barely touched. Um, it looks like Bow Wow probably was trying to fucking walk away. All right. And she kept beating his ass and I wasn't there. And all of this is an alleged account from my uh, view of what the mugshots say or what I could the story I'm telling from viewing the mugshots. Um, it looked like he got his ass beat. All right. I'm not making fun of that. I just want him to protect himself. Put the hands up. His face is scarred. He got two deep cuts in his forehead. He got black eye. I don't know what was going on. And I don't know why niggas be up at four o'clock in the morning. I heard the police was called over at four o'clock in the morning. What y'all doing? I'm tired. I'm asleep. Leave me alone. Why aren't you trying to go to bed? Y'all go to bed. Y'all niggas in Atlanta kill me. Y'all be up all times tonight. Atlanta and motherfucking Vegas. Like go to sleep. Y'all probably stay out of trouble if y'all just get some rest. Get you some melatonin. Make it work for you. Jesus Christ. And last story. <laughs> So, uh, 
last story. Tamar Braxton and Candy are on Big Brother. And I need to watch from start, <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> the casting people on this job, just so shady. I love it. I just, I really fucks with it. I love when they know who to bring on a show in order to get the people talking. Apparently, Candy and Tamar had an ongoing issue from when they did the Great Escape tour. When Escape, you know, they reunited for a tour. And, um, you know, they went around singing some of their old bops. Uh, and I think a few tours, they didn't do it with Candy, but Candy fulfilled a certain amount of the tour. Tamar was in addition to the tour, except for they had beef with each other and Tiny. And I don't know what the fuck Tamar's time people business, but apparently the grudge is still real. She's still mad. And while time, you know, Candy, if y'all know Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta, she's a competitor. She really ain't out here trying to lose. And she was talking to Tamar in the bathroom about whether or not, you know, they would keep each other around for elimination. If you're familiar with the Big Brother, it's kind of like they all live together. It's like a real world house. And then they have these type of events that they have to do, winners and losers. And then they get together as a house and they um, and they vote people out and it's a constant stream of the whole thing. So Candy and Tamar are talking and Tamar still got these feelings on her heart. There's something going on with her and she needs to get it out from Candy. And Candy is very like, I don't know, like, mm, you know, she's very, uh, nonchalant about a lot of shit. The same way she is on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I could, I could totally see if she did do something to Tamar and uh, she she kind of forgets what she does sometimes. Uh, so I could totally see that as something, a reason why Tamar, you know, feels away. But uh, they were having this conversation in the bathroom and uh, Tamar just started crying and getting upset. And it's just like the funniest shit ever. So if y'all have nothing to watch, what's on right now? Might as well give y'all a run through of some shit that I'm watching right now. This is us whenever the fuck it comes back on. I don't know how it's going to come back on and then say, give us a two-week break and then come back on again. Grey's Anatomy is on. Real Housewives of Atlanta is on. Grey's Anatomy is back. Did I say Grey's Anatomy? Hmm, maybe did, maybe didn't. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. No, not Atlanta. New York. And as I predicted, boring as fuck. I don't know why they got all these old niggas on her well, they need niggas that's going to fight. They need niggas that's going to fight. Well, actually, they got Nia Lee on there. And then they have um, a very annoying Sydney star. A very annoying Sydney star because, sis, we understand that you're a transgendered artist um, and a, a transgendered woman. There's absolutely no need for you to let us know that every fucking time that you're in the confessional and then use that as a crutch as to how you react and treat people. That's not fair. Don't do that. Don't mm -mm, don't do that. She is not. I wish Mona Scott. She is not, you know, for the integration of us seeing more uh, positive um, and, you know, in introducing the people. I'm trying to find the right way to say this word. Introducing people to the transgender community, all right? Um, she is just not, like, for the Black community, she's not the one. <laughs> and I feel like we have plenty to choose from. We have Janet Mock, who is just a very successful, beautiful, smart, intelligent woman. And uh, she's just not, uh, even um, they had one, um, a transgendered woman by the name of B. Smith, I think. Speaking of B. Smith, I think there's another news story that I wanted to talk about. I think that she, she formerly was a producer, B. Scott. I'm trying to think about it. B. Scott, no, B. Scott is a celebrity blogger. So too many initials and names. Anyways, I just think that Cindy Star is annoying. I think that she, 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 um, she does a lot of poking of the bear. And then she says, well, you know, I'm sensitive because I'm a transgendered woman. And I'm like, you can't do that. That's not, that's not cool. That's just like, that's not cool at all. She's just been poking Nile, poor Nile, who's only been trying to help her this whole time. So like I said, Love and Hip Hop New York, ass. Love and Hip Hop Miami, 
ass. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if it's finally like losing its steam or whatever. We finally see that it is uh, scripted. I don't know what the fuck, but I just, I'm, I'm over it. I don't really care too much about it no more. I'm looking forward to Atlanta, but only if Jocelyn is back. I heard she was supposed to be linking up with We Television, but I haven't seen nothing in the works for that yet. I do follow her like passionately on Instagram. I love Jocelyn. I think that her body is to die for, and I want it. <laughs> I think she has the perfect muscle booty and the perfect abs, and I did results in 28 days just because she's be she'd be on there trying to make me get back in shape and whatnot. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I just, I, that's pretty much all that's going on this week. Uh, those are all the shows that I'm watching. <laughs> we'll be back and we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, something I talked about on the live a while ago and I thought it was just a good conversational piece to close the show out with. So we'll be right back. Oh gosh, I cannot close out the show without talking about this last news story. I think there was another one. I also want to send my love and prayers and support to Jesse Smollett. Uh, it was a news story that I wanted to cover in more in depth, but I'll just give you bottom line up front about it. Uh, Jesse Smollett is an actor who uh, has been on the show Empire on Fox for the last five, six years or so. And uh, this past week, he was walking out of his apartment and allegedly assaulted by two uh, MAGA supporters, uh, MAGA as in Make America Great Again. And this is how it's been described in the news. And uh, uh, they poured bleach on him. They beat him down. They sent him to the hospital and they put a noose around his neck uh, just for the sake of safe self-care, in a sense, for me. I didn't want to talk about this too much. Um, I just think that I wanted to try to keep it light this week. Um, it was a disappointing news story. It's still ongoing. They're trying to figure out who did it. They have really shitty um, surveillance videos and photos of what's going on. They have a neighbor who has um, been a witness to the people who have been out looking out of place in the area and stuff like that. I just, uh, it's just, it's, it's a horrible news story. And there's a lot of conspiracy theorists, theorists, if I said that right, um, trying to discredit what happened to him. There's a lot of people who have come out and had his back. And I'm not quite sure if it was just an attack on his sexuality, if they would be there. Um, it's just a lot of stuff like Steve Harvey came out and, you know, uh, who else? There was a few other people and I'm not quite sure if they would have been so vocal about it had it just been, if the noose wasn't introduced, if it was just, if it was just him being called the F word, if it was something like that. And I don't want to take away anybody's sincerity or anything like that, but I think, um, a large part of the support that's, you know, pouring in from the community is because it is looked at as a racist attack. And I wish we would just look at the bigger picture as well um, and and uh, know that a lot of our, you know, our gay, lesbian, transgender community is affected and we're quiet way too often. And uh, I hope we start opening our mouths about that. And I send my love and my support to Jesse Smollett um, because uh, it, I couldn't imagine going through something like that. And uh, I'm certain a lot of people couldn't imagine that something like this would happen in 2019. And it sounds just right on par. I mean, it just, mm, just look around, just look at the shit that we're dealing with from a vocal perspective, um, from when we were uh, looking at some campaigns and, and, um, uh, you know, political figures were telling people to, to, to kick ass basically, you know what I'm saying? In order to, uh, fulfill, you know, uh, the fight or whatever the fuck shit kind of message that they're trying to spew out to the public. But you have to understand this is the, the why the reason why things are like, like this are happening is because people of higher status are uh, not condoning these things. And um, it's, I didn't want to talk about it. I talked about it for news sake, but 
I didn't really want to get into that. One of the things I want to talk about before I get into the, the closing topic is Terry Crews. I think Terry Crews is a man that we need to, we, we have to protect him. I feel like he's a big black man and um, he told us the world uh, that he was sexually assaulted last year. He joined the Me Too movement and became just like one of the only male figures that's kind of leading the way at that. Now, I know that people are mad at him. Apparently, he had the back of Gina Rodriguez. And y'all have to think, this is like a 47-year-old man. He don't know what the fuck she said. I don't know. I have to do my research regarding that before I completely out of the way say something. But y'all know how Twitter world does. Niggas is ready to cancel him already because he said that he thinks she's a good person. Like, oh my God, chill out. So anyways, getting back on subject, Terry Crews was going back and forth with D.L. Hughley, who is, I know D.L. Hughley from being on Comic View long ago and from being just like the most evil comedian of all times. Like I used to grow up thinking like, I never want to be in the crowd if D.L. Hughley is on stage. He going to talk about my weave. He going to talk about my face. He going to joke on me. And that's what I know Dio Hughley for. <laughs> it sounds like, oh my God, he's so mean. And I won't lie. There's some, some things about D.L. Hughley I have enjoyed in the past as far as his comedic work, his actor performances have been concerned. I know he was on the Hughleys and Comedy Central. Not Comedy Central, but Comic View. A few other things. Um... And he made a quote on Twitter last week. He said, I think it's hard for me to think that a dude with all those muscles um, can't tell an agent not to touch his ass. Hughley explained during his interview with Vlad TV. I don't understand. I think it's just now everybody's so into the notion that it happens to to me, me too. Hey, motherfucker, guy gave you muscles so you can say no and mean it, Hughley said. Now, D.L. Hughley, he's not a dumb person. He often... Uh, is brought on air to speak about black issues and things like that. But at the same time, like he says a lot of dumb shit uh, about 93% of the time. DL Hughley says dumb shit that totally overshadows any good that he may say as well. So <laughs> they were talking on Twitter and uh, you know, Terry Cruz had caught wind of this comment that he made about him in the news. And uh, Terry Cruz said, uh, you told the world God gave me muscles so I could say no. Are you implying that I wanted to be sexually assaulted? I'm listening, sir. And he said, you saw the video? He said, sir, so you said that I should have pushed him back or restrained him. I did all those things, but you act like I did. Were you there? Um, I've looked up to you my whole career as one of the funniest, most talented people I've ever seen. I remember when I saw you warming up the crowd at Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I thought, man, this man is genius. But now you're an example of when comedy turns to sarcasm and cynicism and you found it extremely easy to get jokes at someone else's expense. You mock Mike's success, but all I ever did was support you. Um, you, 50 Cent, Uncle Rush, and Tyreek Nasheed have decided my sexual assault was hilarious, whereas there is a whole generation of black women and men who don't think it's funny. Abusers protect abusers, but they mock survivors as well. When you see me, keep it moving. And then he said, um, that's uh what was uh what was his response, Steel Hughley? He said that's different than slapping the shit out of him. Okay, he said he was talking about the restraining and keeping him back. So Terry says, so sir, if you feel that is a correct way to deal with toxic behavior, should I slap the shit out of you? <laughs> and then he never responded to that. <laughs> was hilarious and so i said so that i say um good on you terry i don't know what the fuck gina, gina rodriguez be going through i don't watch um what's the fucking show she was on there about her getting artificially inseminated but she never got kids before that show i don't watch that shit i don't know who she is and so if she ever said anything i don't know what the fuck she'd be talking about and that's what i could guess that terry cruz says terry is married to a whole black woman the light-skinned i know some of y'all be having conditions about what kind of black woman niggas could be into but she a black woman 
Ferguson. And uh, I don't think it is. And he's been, he's made public claims about the only support that he's received is black women. And those are the women that he holds dear. I got into a back and forth with one of my close friends. It's probably one of the, uh, one of the one times that I've disagreed with him. Um, I posted on my personal page, um, I shared an article from The Root and he was complaining because he claimed that The Root is a white owned business. It's not a black owned business, even though you would get the assumption, kind of like BET, you know, BET isn't black owned, but, um, you know, it's tailored to black, um, people. And he was upset because he thinks that, you know, Terry Crews is, um, this first off, the story is being shared by a white publica- publication. It's unfair. It's not right. I wish I could have went through it. I'm really paraphrasing a lot of it. And my friend, if you're listening to it, I'm sorry. I got to put you out there. Um, and he kind of like did all these twists and turns and bounds and leaps over the whole point. Um, the point was, is that he said uh, he didn't like that he was talking about something like that. And I kind of had to question him. I was like, so is this not an issue within our community? Is it toxic masculinity, which is a, a word that we we are throwing around these toxic words. <laughs> but either way, I mean, is is that not an issue within our community? Is is um, so for a big black man like Terry Crews, instead of you know going through the proper uh, routes of you know figuring this thing out with a sexual assault and doing it the right way. Instead of doing that, he should have kicked his ass because he's a big black man. Y'all got to decide if we're going to lean on these stereotypes or not, man. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying there's a lot of there's a lot of red herrings there. There's a lot of ways that they could get off track. That's a slippery slope. There's a lot of fallacies here, man. And and we can't we can't let those things define us. So when we're talking about Terry Crews and his need to, you know, do it the right way in a sense, if there's any right way to do it. If somebody, ultimately, if somebody violates your space, I'd say that that's free for all to kick their ass, but that's not always the right way to go about doing things, nor is it the right setting to go about things. And sometimes you have to do things with a different approach for the means of survival. You can't just go out here kicking people's ass. And he's an actor. He has, Bread and butters, endorsements and gigs and shit like that. I ain't seen him kicking nobody's ass. As a matter of fact, that there's rumors out there that D.L. Hughley, I guess it's not rumors, but I'm going to try to read it off to you guys as best as I can. D.L. Hughley cheated on his wife, had a side baby. The baby died or got killed and uh, he never went out or you know raised any threats towards the people that killed his child. And seemingly I heard he kind of like was excited, like grossly enough that the baby was gone or relieved. It's fucking nuts when it comes to D.L. Hughley. He's problematic. He's getting crazy. I don't know what's going on with him. But shout out to Terry Crews. Um, one, for just uplifting women as black women as being there. We we have been there. We've been on the sidelines this entire time. Thank you for acknowledging us. We do have your backs out here, even though, you know, a lot of times the narrative can be that we out here just against black men and uh we we take it into programs and shit that secludes the black men out of the family and all sorts of other bullshit narratives that have been spewed our way. And um, like I said, when I got into it, my friend kind of leaped over the fact of the point of that we were talking about is that we do have these black men um, sometimes look at being softness and um, anything that's not fighting or being boisterous as uh, feminine. And sometimes that shit is just human emotion. Sometimes you're allowed to feel your feelings and sometimes you're allowed to not deal with things in a violent or, um, you know, a physical manner. It's okay. I'm not going to think you're gay. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a big deal for black men is that certain things can be looked at as gay and it shouldn't be. Um, you should just be looked at as a human because you're allowed to have these emotions and things, you know what I'm saying? So that's another thing that I wanted to to talk about. 
real quick. And then we're going to talk about just like the point of the day. And then we're going to get out of here. I appreciate you guys for being here at this point of the podcast. Thank you so much. All right, y'all, we're at the close of the show, but I just want to talk a little bit about something for a little bit of time. I'm kind of cheating. Um, I was trying to think of subjects and things to talk about towards the end of the show before I close it out. And I came across a live video that I did last year on Facebook and I just thought it was, it was good. And I, I got a lot of uh, feedback. Thank you. Shout out to the group that I posed that question in trying to uh, actually put on a calendar and just make notes about certain things that you guys have offered to me. So I appreciate y'all. For subjects just to close the show out on that could be about um my experience military experience my how motherhood changed me they gave me so many good pointers but for this episode so i could be you know have it post within the week i'm going to talk a little bit about a live that i posted last year um i was talking a little bit about real housewives of atlanta at some point um candy Portia and Phaedra, who once were like really close friends, they got into it over this rumor. Uh, Phaedra was kind of the mastermind behind it, um, and Portia was the mouth. <laughs> so she, you know, they shared these things with each other, and Portia had made accusations to Candy saying that she wanted to drug her, her and Todd did, and that she has a sex dungeon. Uh, in her basement and it just became wild and crazy and, and it was just wild accusations and craziness going on well one episode um the next season after all that shit happened there was a big reunion bust out it was crazy Phaedra got fired or she left or whatever the case may be the next season it was all awkward Candy was still talking about the incident that happened but she was you know, while all that was happening, a lot of good shit was happening to Candy. Candy had got, you know, the cover for um, Essence Magazine, I believe, at the time. And she had just reunited with Escape. And just was a lot of great things was going on for Candy Burris at the time. And, you know, Portia still had her great things that were going on with herself as well. Um, but, you know, obviously a lot of what Real Housewives of Atlanta entails is the girls getting together. They're going out to get drinks. They're talking about things that happen amongst the group. And that kind of requires Candy and Portia to be around each other. So at some point in the season, Candy, who now, do you know, this Essence Magazine cover is a big deal. She has invited all the girls to this cover release party and she's talking to the people that she works with at the candy factory i hate the motherfuckers dog i hate don juan do y'all fuck with why every time bravo puts don juan in front of me i'm like why are y'all fucking doing what did i do to y'all for y'all to do this to me i hate that nigga and i wish they would never give him any speaking roles in any fucking show from this point further Anyways, I'm sorry. I had to slight rant about Don Juan. I don't like that nigga. And I don't like Carmen. I don't like none of them candy. I'm sorry. The candy uh, factory niggas. I don't like them. Anyways, she's talking to them. And they're talking about their invites and stuff like that. And <laughs> they was like, okay, what about Portia? And she's like, okay, invite her. And obviously she didn't want her there. You could tell Candy still didn't fuck with Portia, but she invited her there. Fast forward to the event. Um, you know, Candy's getting a lot of love, a lot of shine. You know, people are very happy for Candy and her success and beyond the cover of Essence magazine. So at some point, you know, she gets given her speech and she's, you know, shouting out her haters and all the people who was against her and then Ty gets up there and he spe specifically says something about Portia. Now, as somebody sitting down watching this, I'm like, what the fuck? Seriously? Ew, gross. This is stupid. Why are you doing this? Like, I was like, why would you invite somebody to your shit in order for you to, I don't know, throw shit in their face? Like, there's not pictures of you all over the fucking place. Like you, they can't visually smell or not visually smell or visually see your success. Like they, you needed to do something extra to point out the fact that this nigga was against you at some point, but look at you now you get a paper nigga. Like what the fuck? I say all that to say in the live video that I had, I was like, why are we, why, 
Why do we embrace people that we hate? Why do we ask people that don't want or wish well for us? Why do we want them to be a part of our come up? Why do we thank them when uh, we finally get to the top? Are they really serving as extra motivation for us? I don't know. I don't I don't feel like it. I don't I feel like whenever I accomplish something, I don't think about the people who never wanted me to do anything uh, great. I think about those. I think about the people around me. I think about my husband. I think about my mother. I think about my sister. I think about my children. I think about people who have pushed and motivated me this whole time. So I've never understood um, the this is for my haters fucking thing. I get it. I understand it. But now that I'm grown within myself, I just I always wondered, even in the times that I have, I feel like I'm a guilt. I'm guilty of this. But I have to ask. I have to pose that question to people. Why is it so fucking important? Um, I don't want to think about niggas who didn't think about me ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to realistically. I don't want I don't give a shit about how you felt or about what point of success you thought I was going to reach. I don't care. I am happy to have those people around me who served as motivation, who believed in me, who told me. Because be telling somebody that you believe in him is important. So if there's somebody where you feel like you've given off a fucking aura of encouragement, they know. You need to tell niggas around you that you fucking there with them, you in that fight with them, and that you give a shit about what their outcomes are. Do that. My friends, my tribe around me, I tell them exactly where I see them. Um, and, and that's that they can make it, they've got it. And wherever their goals are, I'm going to help them obtain those things. I don't want no nigga around me in my space, in my aura. I don't want no in my energy. Though, I'm not, especially in the, in the case with Candy, I'm not inviting you to no shit where I'm about to be uplifted so that I can like remember a time in life where you said I went shit and I wasn't never going to make it. What the fuck I need to remember that for? What do I need to remember when you told me I wasn't going to make it? I don't know. I just feel like I want to be around those people who have always felt that I could achieve whatever I wanted. I feel like my success is theirs and they deserve it. And they don't deserve that negativity along with me. I don't deserve that neither. I don't want to see no niggas that didn't love me, that didn't uh, they didn't believe in me uh, in my space when I make it. <laughs> absorbing my positive vibes nigga please fuck out of here get out of here i don't need you if you don't believe in me take your glass on somewhere i don't need you and that's all i had to say really i thought it was i was, I was like oh that was a you know <laughs> then that life was it made a lot of sense and i needed that i needed that um and so i decided to pass it on to you guys don't take up too much time trying to figure out what a fucking hater thinks about you um it's just like, uh, and I'm so glad that uh, at the time I was talking about Cardi B because she took so much time out of her schedule to fucking address haters and hater shit. And look, she just now, like, you know, giving the shit some air. So I'm not saying like she just completed, then turned over, Lord. She ain't. Um, but you can see her focus now. Um, she's got culture in her life. I hear she back well offset, but whatever. If the shit true love, then girl, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. We'll talk about that next week. I don't feel like talking about it right now. But Cardi B used to get online and just respond to every nigga that had a different negative comment. And she has so many people. So many. You have like fucking thousands and thousands of positive shit. And yes, Yes, it, it, it takes a long time to go through positive comments and say something like, thank you, you know what I'm saying? But you know how shitty it got to make somebody who feels who said, I believe in you, Cardi, or I, I, amazing work, or you look beautiful, and you go down to the nigga who said, your boobs is fucking pointing two different ways, or your teeth is fucked up. <laughs> nigga, pay them niggas no mind. You are where you are, and niggas, look at how many niggas care about you. We care. We think you beautiful. Keep doing you. Keep giving us great music. Keep giving us looks. Reply to them niggas. 
Don't apply to these folks that, that got some shit out for you that feel like they got all their goal in life on fucking Instagram and Twitter to do is fucking to get you reply back to their shit because now they can screenshot it and send it to their friends that Cardi B replied back to their old trolling ass statement. Like, let, let them be. Don't give them the satisfaction. Because that's all it is. Niggas that hate you just want the satisfaction of seeing your crumble. And then, oh, God forbid, you fucking, you talk about them when you finally make it. Just uplifting your haters. Don't uplift your haters. Fuck them niggas. All right? <laughs> I don't know. I hope it I hope it touched you in a way, Lord. But uh, happy Black History Month. Check out the page. I will be... Um, highlighting important black figures of the community every day this month, February. Um, I'm probably just for the month, you know, listener supported. If you girls, um, if you listeners, we want to hit that cash app door at, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the dollar sign, Keith the Kentucky cash app. Your girl's going to be turned 31. I'm not asking. I'm just saying niggas might want to know, you know what I'm saying? Um, again, hit up so there's that podcast at gmail.com. Send listener letters and your uh, business scripts for your small businesses. I'm trying to help you out. Just, you know, getting, you know, back on. You know, I was kidding about the cash app, but if, but unless you're going to do it, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be mad about it. Um, but to be serious, I do want you guys to hit up the, the email with the letters, with the anons, um, with the scripts. I'm just trying to help y'all out, trying to get y'all there where, um, you know, where you have a broader base. I know people from all over. I got hoes in different area codes. I just want to say that <laughs> because Super Bowls in Atlanta, didn't want to talk about that because who the fuck? Like, I don't know nothing about the Patriots and the Rams. I just, I know the Patriots probably going to win because they fucking win every year. Um, Atlanta, y'all stay safe. Uh, random ass niggas is in y'all's um, town and they probably going to act crazy and I hear trafficking's up. Uh, awareness, so make sure your situation awareness is on par for tomorrow if you out there in Atlanta. Um, and that's really it. Have I covered everything? Have I covered everything? I told y'all. So there's that pod on IG and keep the Kentucky on Facebook. And I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. And uh, well, <laughs> so there's that. See y'all next week.